Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And today I am bringing you an episode with Esther Taub, the CEO of Esther Taub Fitness. Now, I only recently started following Esther on Instagram. Uh, I came across her page and I was hooked. I loved her positive energy. I loved that she her message was clearly in line aligned with my message of intuitive eating and health at every size. And I really, 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 really value joyful movement. And and I will say that I basically exercise every single day, whether I do spin or I go bike running outside or I do weights. I have a lot of equipment at my house and I haven't lost any weight from it. I don't do it for weight loss at all. I don't weigh myself, but I know that I feel stronger. I know that I have tension release, stress release, stress management. I have my own healthy outlet. And I am always re- like when I when I'm when I get to that that point with my clients and I feel like they're ready to think about joyful movement, I I really strongly encourage them to, you know, schedule it in and find something. And if something doesn't work, try something else. If you don't like spinning, maybe you'll like weights. If you don't like weights, maybe you'll like kickboxing. If you don't like exercising outdoors, maybe you'll like exercising indoors. If you don't like exercising with people, maybe you like to exercise by yourself. If you don't like to exercise by yourself, maybe you like to exercise with other people. Maybe you want to go swimming. Maybe this is time for you to find a pool in your neighborhood. But there's so many forms of joyful movement. And I think that for many, many, many people who have been stuck in diet culture, they always associate exercise with dieting. They always associate exercise with being punished for what they eat. And it's really, really sad. There's so much good that comes from exercise. And yes, there there has to be um, a time and a place for you to process that and work through it and work through rejecting the diet mentality and understand your belief system around movement and, and where you're feeling stuck. And you could very, very, very slowly work on incorporating movement into your life. And I always say 10 minutes of movement is better than zero minutes of movement. And you do not have to sweat to get the benefits. You do not have to exercise for a whole hour to get the benefits. You don't, you do not have to um, feel like you're going to pass out. There's, that's all diet culture. Okay. So find something that you like, try different things explore different options in your neighborhood. And I would love to see you incorporating joyful movement into your life. And as you will hear on the podcast, um, Esther has a fully online exercise program that you could join, which I think is amazing. And I think that, you know, especially because of Corona, that's where we're heading things online. Um, But just to be able to work out in the comfort of your own home with somebody as awesome as Esther is something that I really would encourage you to look into. So enjoy the episode. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Really the only way that this will move up in the ranks on Apple Podcasts is if there's comments and likes and shares and that this is the way that we could get this message to the people that need to hear it. And um, if you want to see more podcasts like this, YouTube videos or blog posts, go to my website, www.gilaglassberg.com. And if you're interested in learning the principles of intuitive eating and making peace with food and learning how to care for yourself in a positive way, go to my website, www.gilaglassberg.com and sign up for a free 20-minute consultation. I cannot wait to hear from you and enjoy the episode. Have a great day. 
Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I've come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Get Into It with Gila. Today, I have with me. Hi. I'm so excited. Today, I have Esther Taub from Esther Taub Fitness. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. And yeah, I'm just so nice. It's so nice to meet you, Gila. You seem so sweet. And, you know, to meet you at least. (laughs) Thank you. Um, It's so nice to have you. so I will say that I've been following you on Instagram and I, I've only recently started following you. I only recently found you and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this girl is so fun to watch. And I even did one of your exercise classes yesterday. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> so um, I guess yeah. tell the listeners like who you are, where do you live and what do you do? Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's literally like when you reached out and like spoke a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do. I was like, oh my gosh, this person sounds awesome. And I would like be honored to speak to you. So really thank you so much for reaching out. Um, All right. So yeah, so I'm a personal trainer. I'm located in Israel. Um, I basically have a dream to kind of get the world to a place of, um, being healthy and loving themselves. Um, So that goes, I guess, mainly for women, like that's just usually like my audience, but obviously for men as well. Um, I'm a huge, huge believer in just, you know, people getting to a place of bringing themselves to their healthiest and happiest self through self through a healthy lifestyle and self-love. So I'm sure we're going to discuss that all about that today. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, what I do is basically I started out by being a personal trainer, really, I started out by giving, you know, kickboxing classes in my apartment, which eventually turned into personal training. Um, I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And um, as of, I want to say a year and a half ago, I essentially kind of moved my business more online. And um, I have an online, uh, basically personal training workout program called lifestyle. And that's pretty much what I do every day, just rocking it with my clients online so it's really beautiful and really really rewarding that's so cool okay so I have so many questions but I'm gonna let's start from the beginning so so you've been a personal trainer for you've been doing fitness for 10 years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you you always know you wanted to do that um definitely not I actually went to school to become a architect (laughs) I have a degree in architecture wow wow (laughs) very random um but yeah so I definitely um I mean I knew I always I always had a lot of energy growing up I was always like gym class was my favorite class and Mm -hmm. I always loved bouncing around you know I have a lot of like you know I'm very 
energetic, I guess, my whole life. Um, and it's actually a really funny story as to how I got into fitness. Um, basically, it's, it's kind of a, it's like almost embarrassing, but this is really how it started. Um, I, when I moved to Israel, I was 11 years old. So I don't know, I, I, I should have been fine with the Hebrew, but I think I just like misunderstood something. Um, when I was looking up workout classes, I was in um, national service in Israel. Uh, so this is when I was about 18. And um, I was just looking up classes like to do, you know, maybe twice a week, like some kind of workout classes to keep me busy during my national service. Um, I was working in a place called Nefesh Benefesh at the time um, that has, helps people mm. make Aliyah. Anyways, um, whatever it is, I started this class. I booked this class. I go there thinking this is just going to be like a workout class, whatever. And I show up to, and I knew it was the right place, like I confirmed and everything, um, to literally a classroom of people sitting down, taking notes, a teacher at the front of the class talking about the human anatomy and nutrition, things like that. And I'm literally just really confused. I sat there for three hours just listening. I had no idea what was happening. Three hours later, we go into a different room and the teacher, and there's like a different teacher that comes in and she starts talking about, everyone's like in workout clothes now. And she starts talking about um, how to have confidence when giving a workout class and things like that. And I think I just realized right then I had accidentally signed up for a course to become a personal trainer. Literally, yeah. And I just sat there and I remember I just looked in the mirror, like in this studio and I just looked in the mirror and I was like, you know what, Esther, you'd be good at this. All right, let's do it. Like it literally, that's how it all started. So. Hysterical. Oh my gosh. So, so how long ago was that? So that was 10 years ago. That was literally at the beginning. I still ended up going to school for architecture afterwards. Like, um, I just didn't think I could really turn this into a full-time business. Um, mm -hmm. I was just doing, you know, classes on the side, personal training on the side. But by the time I finished my degree, like I was just getting client after client and, you know, the business was really thriving. Um, honestly, it was my husband that ended up convincing me, like, you, you know, you love this. He was my fiance at the time, but he said, Esther, like, you love this, you should pursue it. So, um, that's happened and so wow. I just dropped the architecture like all together and I just wow. went full force with uh with wow. my business and and I'm really happy I did <laughs> wow okay so are you did you always have like a business head though or did that was that the, was that hard to do the business side so that's a great question um yes I'm gonna say I definitely uh I think I should have known my whole life that I wanted to like work for myself. I don't think I like knew that that was like a possibility even. I don't think like it really was a thing at the time. I don't know, but I, I always was like, when I, I remember this in sixth grade, I made like a whole like bracelet business <laughs> and I started like making these like, like string bracelets and started like selling them to anyone I knew. And like, I would make like, if you pick two colors, it's like two shekel per color. Mm. <laughs> like I just, I've always, been into this I've always been into um you know just kind of um doing what I love and trying to make a living out of it I guess it's always been something fun for me um I also I actually also um I paint and I draw um mm. fun fact so wow. um actually I used to also start with that I would I was like selling my paintings um a lot and uh, I do still sell like my drawing my drawings it's like a little fun fact about me people don't really know <laughs> but um I, I, yeah, I definitely have a creative side. Wow, um, that's so cool. So yeah, I've always been into like the business, you know, mindset. It's definitely something that works well for me and I enjoy. It really, really works well for me. 
That's so interesting because I like I also started a business, but it was like so I always wanted to have a business actually, but I was always mm-hmm. just like so nervous. Like, how do you where do you start? Or, what part, at what point? Or, you know, like there's so oh, many, there's so uh, many things. I, I really get that. As I said, I I think as much as I like doing it and understand like, oh, I can make a business, whatever, in my mind, it was always it's a side business. There's my mm-hmm. real job architect work nine to five in some architecture firm but I have my side business like mm-hmm. it was really like as I said I really didn't believe in myself in that area at all it was my husband that was like Esther you love this you're good at it you know go do it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know go with it full force and I was like oh my god like I think I can actually do this like I should so uh, I'm really happy he gave me that push um you know back in the day and yeah so I really, I really do get that though. It is really, really scary to believe in yourself, especially when it's like your livelihood and you just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what's going to be every month when you work for yourself. Like it's, it's like, it's scary, but I think when you really, really believe in yourself and um, correct me if I'm wrong, as you're saying, right, you started your own business as well. Like, I think when you love what you do and you believe in yourself, like it, it's so much easier to thrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like if you're opening up a business and you don't really like fully believe in the products you're trying to, you know, help people have or whatever, like it's not going to go as smoothly. So I think that's a big thing that, um, the help. <laughs> yeah, actually my, I'll just say this for, for you and also like the listeners, cause it was so helpful to me. My business coach, she's always, whenever I'm like, I can't do that. I don't want to, she's always like, you have to solicit clients. Like, like they don't know what you do. You have to tell them like when you walk mm-hmm. into Walmart and there's stuff on the shelves, are they like are they like sleazy salespeople? No, they're just telling you what their products are. So she's like, take yourself out of it and think like somebody's struggling right now with their body image and you have a tool. It's like not right of you to not give it. Like take right. your, your ego out of it and be like, how can I help? What what skill do I have to help that person? And it, it's a really nice reframe. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love that. True. Like if anyone just like, imagine we all didn't believe in ourselves. Right. And like, I feel like the world would be just such a, you know, boring place. <laughs> There's just so many that so many people can help others, you know, with their own talents and things like that. And imagine we just were like, no, I, I don't, I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not worthy of running my own business. I'm not worthy of helping this person this way. Like why me? Why? You know, and then there's a whole, you know, the whole thing about imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. things like that let's just believe in ourselves. Let's just believe in our product or our right. business. Right. We feel can help people. And right. yeah, I feel like we're all a better place. <laughs> For sure. So I want to talk about your business, but I also just want to know, just because I'm curious, um, mm-hmm. where did you move from to Israel? Originally, we lived in New York. I lived in New York with my family in New Hempstead. Um, that was 16 years ago now. Um, so yeah, then we moved to Malay Dumim with my family when I was 11 years old. Um, it was a really, really special, uh, situation. I know some people have more, you know, a hard time making Aliyah, especially at like, you know, your teenage years or whatever. Um, but we were five kids and, um, I don't know. We all just really loved Israel. And a big, big part of what was so helpful was like, my parents left it up to us. We actually came here in 2004 and we kind of had the original plan of just coming for a year. And then we would go back to New York. Like it would just be like a, like Mm -hmm. a trip, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a fun little, like, as my mom likes to call it midlife crisis for my dad kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on a trip for a year to Israel, whatever. And at the end of the year, we really did all love it. My parents really left it up to us kids. 
as to whether or not we wanted to stay. And we were all pretty much on board. Um, and I, I really wanted to stay. And I think a big reason for that was um, being completely honest, the class, like my class, I made Aliyah, um, right? We, we were in Malay Dumim and my elementary school class was, it was just so amazing and so welcoming. And like, it was just so different from what I'd come from in the sense that like, in Israel, at least again, in my class, like it was like, you're the cool girl if you're nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> it's just, I feel like that's so amazing and incredible. And so I just, it was just so nice. Like you're popular if you're nice to everybody. So wow. like, <laughs> wow. nice environment. And mm -hmm. I just remember seeing that as an 11 year old, it just was so welcoming and everyone was so nice. And they thought it was like cool that I didn't know how to speak Hebrew. They were just all like, oh, like, come you know they just I don't know it was just funny that's so <laughs> nice I really loved it uh, it was just a really successful Aliyah story so that's that's a little bit about my past yeah that's so nice and are you the oldest I'm the middle child you're the middle Older siblings and, and yeah I actually have my my oldest brother never made Aliyah with us he still lives in Florida we're, oh, we're wow. working on getting him here oh wow got it <laughs> but, okay so yeah. that's amazing 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 and my 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 sister-in-law and brother-in-law are hoping to make Aliyah this summer, my, my husband's brother. And we're like, should we just move? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about it. No, you already have one friend there. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Actually, my my closest childhood friend from growing up, she she made Aliyah. Like her, basically her whole family made Aliyah. So like, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's interesting because I'm actually an out-of-towner. And um, New Hempstead is like Muncie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I went to Batora in Muncie. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so isn't funny. that funny? I boarded. I boarded in Tina for high school. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know all the I went to Camp Regish. So I went to Ashar and Camp Regish. I don't know. If so I, you know my friend Ariella Coplin. Do you know her? Yes. Yeah, so Gabby, like, her was her young, was my best friend. <laughs> that's so cute. So, so Ariella was like one of my closest friends. That's hysterical. Oh, my God. Amazing. But but what you're saying I is really it. true. <laughs> you're saying I'm I'm such an out of towner that like it I mean it depends obviously where I, I live in New York now. I live in, in Woodmere, which is a beautiful, really nice welcoming community mm -hmm. community. And we bought a house and we're we're staying. But um it's different. It is different in, in New York, like how popular you are based it's not always based on how nice you are, unfortunately. And it's it's sad. It's it's everywhere and and again I can't say that I just have to say like I can't say that about every single like I could have just gotten lucky I don't know like I'm not saying every single person is like but it's just my class that's what it was like like it was just so special and you know but anyways <laughs> so nice. okay so I see on your Instagram that you're posting a lot about like what you used to be like and versus how you are now so could you I guess mm -hmm. just talk to me about it like what what were you like then and and how did you transition so great question. Um, I will talk about the transition and I'll also kind of give like a little preface on how I be, like made this mindset transition transition. Um, so honestly, this really started, I want to say like about a year and a half ago, a little like close to two years ago, uh, when I first got pregnant for the first time. Um, and uh, the only time only one son, but basically, so this was my, obviously a very, you know, crazy experience you know getting pregnant and you know I never did it before this is so cool this is mm -hmm. so different or whatever and I 
whole mindset really started because, you know, I've been a personal trainer. I've been a huge promoter of health and, um, uh, loving yourself and things like that. But I, I think the physical aspect of, um, of the whole working out world was definitely very dominant, um, in my mindset still. And, um, and yeah, I, you know, I worked with many people who were just like, oh, I work out because I want to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when I got pregnant originally, I remember this just like thought and this thought was basically, okay, I'm going to only get larger from here. My body is only going to continue getting larger every day for the next nine months. Um, I have the choice to either look at, you know, this pregnancy as like, so I'm going to eat, you know, cake and cookies and ice cream and pasta every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, because I'm going to get bigger anyway. So what is it? Right. And I was like, obviously I'm not going to do that because the health of this human life that is growing inside of me is my, you know, responsibility. And I want to make sure that the things that I'm putting in my body, obviously, by the way, like as much as I could, I was like super nauseous the first trimester. All I could mm-hmm. down was like smoothie pasta for like three mm-hmm. months. But after that, whatever it is, like I, it was just so obvious to me that I am eating healthy now because the life and the health of this human life growing inside of me is completely dependent on what I put in my body. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'm obvious. So that's how it was just so obvious to me. Like I have to eat healthy because, you know, even though I'm going to keep getting bigger, it has going to have nothing to do with my appearance, but mm-hmm. it is so for me to keep this baby healthy. That's why I'm going to work out. That's why I'm going to eat healthy again. When I was able to trust me, the first trimester, there was no working out. There was no eating healthy. I mean, it was just nausea. It was just horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I understand. I have three uh, kids. Yes. So, um, okay, cool. Um, and I think after that, started and you know nine months of me kind of going through that like you know just eating to keep this baby healthy and everything it kind of hit me like even if you know let's say like I'm not going to be pregnant you know in a couple months let's say and like how am I possibly going to go back to a place where I'm just eating healthy and working out because it's going to affect the way I look like how could I possibly look at you know, this baby that I'm like, it's my job to take care of it in terms of working out and eating healthy. How can I possibly not do the same thing for myself? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like, it's, it's like, it was almost like, obvious. it was like this big smack in the face. Like it has so much more to do with just the way that you look. And that was kind of how it all started. Obviously, in addition to this, just Again, I've been in this industry for years and I have been training the same. I'm going to take two different, you know, women as an example that I'm thinking in my head. One of them will, um, I just, just to show how different people's genetics are. One of them will, um, do the, like both of them, I'll train the, let's say more or less the exact same way. One of them will have like, you know, a shredded six pack within like two and a half months. Like she'll be like, you know, whatever. And possibly not even work out, you know, multiple multiple times a week, not even work that hard per se. And then another person, I'll give the same exact, you know, kind of routine that's perfect for her, et cetera. And it will take her years to get to that place. Um, if anything, Mm -hmm. and, um, in terms of just the looks, right. While they're both healthy and they're both working out beautifully and new, you know, giving themselves beautiful nutrition and, um, you know, in a healthy way. And yet they look very different. 
So I knew this the whole time, but I think once, like two years ago, once I saw pregnant, I was like, I need to start telling people this. Like everyone has to stop having expectation of, I work out, I do this, I do this. I'm going to look like this. Mm-hmm. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not look, genetics are going to define how you're going to look. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's possible to change the way you look. Um, you know, however your genetics are going to allow that to happen, your hormones, the, the, so many balances that have to like, you know, come through, but why are we getting to this place Why we're so obsessed with looks and we're so obsessed with, you know, equating health and looks. It's just so not fair. It's so not fair to the people who a can't get to a place where they, you know, can just keep getting smaller and be the people who think they have to get smaller and therefore do it in an unhealthy way. Let's say like, I've seen many people like that too. Well, mm-hmm. there's, they'll start them. Joe's go on, you know, yo-yo dieting. They'll do this, you know, the Octavia, like starving this and that, like just creating eating disorders and they're not healthy and they keep getting smaller. Yes. But that's just mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what it's about. And it just became so twisted that I'm like, I need to speak about this. Um, I, I, I literally, I, again, I'll think of another two girls in my head. I have this one friend who I love her and she's so great. She came to me and she said, like, there's so many people who said this all the time. Like, yeah, Esther, I just have this really fast metabolism. And I literally have pasta and ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like every day. That's just like, and I never work out. And she's like really, really thin, like really, really small. And that's just her genetics. And I have another friend. I'm literally thinking of two different women right now. I have another friend who uh, I want to, she's a professional gymnast. She does CrossFit five times a week. She uh, partakes in my workout program. She is like, really really strong like she is she eats beautifully like she is really really into her health and works so hard in it and according to society if you were to look at her she is just oh she's not healthy because she's like in a larger body that's just Mm -hmm. her body she has gotten smaller than what she used to look like but like she still is not someone that like society would determine as healthy and it's just mind-blowing when you Mm -hmm. you know like equate health to size it's just false so Mm -hmm. I decided I have to speak out about this and um that's kind of how I you know try you know with like posting on Instagram old me new me like Mm -hmm. just understand the old mindset this is the new mindset let's think about this Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much uh my mindset on it that's awesome so before before you were pregnant with your son what's his name uh, his name is Nate. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. Um, so before you were pregnant with Nate, um, so you, do you feel like you were mostly eating healthy and exercising because you wanted to like, let's say manipulate the way you looked or it what there was a health factor? There was, it's a great question. There was definitely a health factor there, like a hundred percent. Um, you know, it was always really important to me. I always, you know, had the mindset of like, I want to be a really strong grandmother one day who can run mm-hmm. around with the grandkids. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, uh, inspire others to be healthy. like things like, like, obviously there was health, uh, factors involved, um, you know, or building up my, I wanted to have, you know, confidence. I wanted to feel powerful. I wanted to be strong, you know, mm-hmm. um, these were all things that were definitely on my mind a hundred percent, but, um, I think the, the aesthetic goal was very dominant. A hundred percent. It was definitely there. Like it was like one of my life goals. Like I need to get a six pack and Mm -hmm. that's just not my genetics. Like Mm -hmm. I I just don't 
genetics to have you know that kind of tones like physique um and by the way just a side note i also have something called pcos i don't know if you've heard of it um yeah. where basically um it, the main like you know like issue with it is it's harder to get pregnant thank god Baruch Hashem, like we end up you know getting pregnant smoothly but um another thing is that it's really really hard to lose fat from your body um that uh, comes with pcos so it was just like this like such a long-term struggle for me. Like I had to work so hard and I just remember, like I would work out literally seven days a week, intense workout, sometimes twice a day, just because like I needed to get that six pack. And there was this big pressure on me also, by the way, like as a personal trainer, you know, I talk about my clients all the time and my lifestyle ladies all the time, like, uh, of, you know, like their processes, but also as just like a trainer in this industry, it's like, if you don't have a six pack, are you even a trainer? Like it right, just was like right, right, right. so silly. And and I remember I had that pressure on me. Like I have to be, you know, completely toned and chiseled, you know, bod for people to take me seriously. And that really, really was an aspect like um, a pressure that I had on myself until, you know, like I said, like about two years ago where I was like, this is so dumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. health is the most important thing. It's right. just dumb. Right. So I really transitioned. Um, and thank God I did because I am so much happier in life. And I want to say healthier too, just mm -hmm. like physically it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Have you, have you heard of intuitive eating? Of course. Um, yes, definitely. I, um, I'm going to say this about intuitive eating, like so many things I hear out there. I think sometimes when a title is given, a lot of times to like something specific, a lot of times people take the title and like make it their own thing, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that that has happened a lot with the word intuitive eating. Um, and I, I think that I kind of feel like when people sometimes like say, I don't believe in intuitive eating or like, I, you know, it's not good for you. It's not healthy. Like, I think they don't know what intuitive eating is. Right, right, <laughs> what right. I think. Right. The conclusion I've come to because I've had discussions with people and I'm like, do you know what intuiting? And they'll just be like, oh yeah, it means like eat chocolate because you feel like eating this and and eat you know unhealthy things all. And it's just like, right. let's just. So I'm actually really happy that you asked me to you know speak to you about like this bit today and talk to you about this because I really think that there's just a lot of miscommunication about what intuitive eating is mm -hmm. um, out there. And so yeah, I am definitely a believer in it. I don't. Again, I, I don't really post the word intuitive eating on my, you know, Instagram that much because I really, I do feel sometimes that people are not exactly educated in this yes. area, and don't mm -hmm. really understand it. So I just kind of, I say all the definitions of intuitive eating. I just never gave it the title, I guess. Um, but a hundred percent do believe in it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say also that like, I'm a registered, I'm actually a registered dietitian and I'm also a certified intuitive eating counselor. And, um, before I became certified and I was really, I guess you could say more in the diet mentality. I, it was like, I mean, it still is, it's still hard for me because like, I don't, I'm not in such a thin, but I'm not in a thin body. Like I'm not, I would, whatever, whatever, everyone could determine what type of body I'm in, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like thin. And a lot of clients will be like, well, I don't, you know, I want to be thin. So looking at a dietitian who is not, let's say, you know, in a thin body, it's like, 
it, it's hard like so but thank god like I don't feel like that anymore like it's not you're right you can't determine you can't determine somebody's health or lifestyle based on the way that somebody looks and that exactly. that's what we're that's what <laughs> diet culture really has you believing so so it really does it's like it's crazy how how we how for so many years we've been thinking like you could sum sum a person up just by looking at them in and anyway not just you know, not just in health, but also like how they're doing financially and how, you know, how, how they are with raising their kids. And we, we just really don't know, honestly, we don't really know anything that happens, you know? Yeah. So it's just not fair to judge others, I think is just like the overall like summary of that. It's so unfair and it's so silly. And so, yeah, I, like I said, I also felt that pressure as a trainer. People are like, well, you don't have a six pack. So how are you, you know, like, I don't know if anyone said that to me specifically, right. but it's right. definitely, I felt, you know, right. and it's not fair to think that way. Right. I actually interviewed somebody else. Her name is Gabby Barreto. She's also a registered dietitian and she's a, she's a personal trainer. And like she, we were talking about this by, by like any means she's in like the quote unquote, like perfect body. Like she has mm-hmm. like, you know, she's, she's, she has, she's very, very, very toned. And she, she said that like people would say things to her, like, I want to look like you. Like, I want to take your class. Cause I want to look like you. And she's like, you don't even get it. Like this is, you know, this is genetic. Like this is like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's on the flip side, you know, just understanding that, like, I'll give you another example. I. I um I give sometimes give workshops in my house on intuitive eating where I did before Corona, and <laughs> and like I it's things like certain things really stick out in my mind. Like one woman, she was saying like when I look in the mirror I feel disgusting. Like what should I do when I look in the mirror I feel disgusting. Whatever like really berating herself. And somebody came over to me after and was like I cannot believe that woman said that. She's gorgeous, you know. And like it, like we don't see like you know we don't like. <laughs> it's crazy and then another woman came over to me after and she's like I have a friend who's really really thin and whenever we're all sitting around body bashing which is horrible anyways she's like whenever (laughs) whenever we're sitting around talking about our bodies she like no she's like whenever she says anything everyone's like oh you're not allowed to talk because you're thin and she's like I'm not allowed to talk like so it's just crazy it's not fair we've put these expectations we've of course when we see when we see someone you as human beings we see someone we judge that's just the way it is we make you know we make assumptions our brains work on overdrive to figure out what that person is and what they're not but mm-hmm. when we you know take a step back and we think about it like we all we're all human we're all doing our best and like and like you can't there's you don't know anything about anyone just by looking at them you just don't so true a hundred percent and I I love everything you just said I like I could think of so many stories that I've experienced with my clients like similar situations and it's just the bottom line is let's stop judging others like let's just stop assuming and you know like you you brought up so rightfully like it's so frustrating when people assume not just your health level but how you are with your kids how you run your life how you are at your work like just because of like the way that you look like it's so not okay it's so needs to end like Mm -hmm. that needs to stop like it's it's like mind-boggling how uh how much how deep I guess the world is in diet culture essentially which you know define like basically says like you are you know you are what you look like essentially and uh your body is a uh a, a good sum up of the way you run your life and it's just like it 
what does that even mean? Like everyone's body looks different. That's a beautiful, amazing thing. We were all, you were all unique. We were all born differently. Not one of us in this world is like born the same. And Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful, amazing thing. And, you know, diet culture kind of teaches us, nope, there's one, be one way that looks beautiful, Mm -hmm. only one way. And if you don't look like it, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) what? That is Mm -hmm. so unfair. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I get to like meet people like you that, you know, have similar mindset and, you know, like you're saying, you give classes in your house and helping or whatever it is, classes through Zoom now, I don't know how you do it, but like, yeah. uh, you know, help people, right? Like, ha- like transition the mindset. And I can't tell you how many people in the past, you know, two years that I've really started to like put an emphasis on this, you know, anti-diet culture, uh, anti-judging people, anti-health um, has one single look uh, approach how many people have messaged me like I needed to hear this you mm-hmm. have helped me that and understand I I don't have to bash myself and feel bad at myself every second of every day mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy what women have to experience because they were taught that they have to look a certain way or or, or at, you know and the amount by the way of of stories on the negative side that I've heard you know in terms of like women literally developing eating disorders because they want to look a certain way, like Mm -hmm. literally eating disorders because, well, I have to look this way and got to do whatever I have to, to do it. And like, you know, literally starving themselves in one way or another to just get to this place and of looking a certain way and their health, boom, in the trash. Like Mm -hmm. that's not the most important. So that's why, like, thank God I do have, you know, a large following and it's, I find it literally my duty to help the everyone understand you need to put your health above all. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Forget what you're going to look like. Forget what, if you're going to look like that person, forget if you're going to look like that person, look the way your genetics are going to have you look. You're beautiful. No matter what, we're all beautiful in our own unique, incredible way. We need to understand that the health aspect of fitness and eating healthy is the thing that should be at the forefront of our mind. Um, for so many reasons, like imagine going through your life as a person who like, I, I like to say this all the time, right? Your body is your home. Literally, mm-hmm. you, you live in the home mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Imagine you decided to malnourish, not take care of, uh, you know, whatever it is, like being a home that you are literally suffering in, but it looks a certain way. That's great. But you're literally suffering in this home. That sounds like a terrible life to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take care of this home. Your health is, is so important. That is what's going to determine if you're going to have a comfortable home or not for the rest of your life. And it's just, it's such an important topic to, you know, be aware of. And um, yeah, so health is way more important than looks. Yes, I love that. I, I also always say that to clients. Like, I think I tell them like, this is your one and only body. Like you're literally, it's how, you know, housing your soul. And like, there's, mm-hmm. there's so, I, I, I've interviewed so, so many like amazing women who have spoken about like what they've, you know, what they've noticed, like whatever, I'm going to put out a podcast this week about somebody who, who went through um, a certain like body change. And she's like, I realized that like my body was literally like a vessel for my soul. And I'm like, wow, that is so powerful. And you still, obviously you still have to take care of your body a hundred percent. I think that's where the misconception of intuitive eating comes in where people are just like, yeah, just eat whatever you want and just accept your body. No, there's, this is um, like a proactive approach where you're 
exactly what you're saying about like, besides for not, not judging other people, you're not, you're not saying to yourself, well, like you said before, well, I'm gaining weight anyway, so I'll just eat pasta all day. No, Mm -hmm. like that maybe your body doesn't need pasta all day. Your body needs Mm -hmm. to, maybe your body does need pasta all day. It's obviously like there's balance and there's, you you need to find what works for you. And, and nutrition is so important, but Mm -hmm. I I think it's just taking away that like, well, I look this way anyways, what's the point? It's not Mm -hmm. about that exercise. Mm -hmm. I always say this, think about all the health benefits of exercise, not related to anything. I, I always, I say this all the time. I didn't lose. I started going to the gym four years ago. I do spin. I, I go, I exercise probably every day at this point and I really need it for my mental health. I have not lost any weight and it's just nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I, yeah, I've seen so many people like that. Like I said, it's just, it's, it's, there's so many benefits to feeling like I really like to explain it this way. Sometimes, like I say to people, you are worthy a, no matter what you look like. Right. Okay. And B like you are, are worthy of being taken care of. You deserve to be taken care of and fitness is a way of, is a beautiful way. And eating healthy is a beautiful way of taking care of yourself. Right. Not starving yourself. Not like this. Like, eating things that make your body function and it's best and feel it's best. And by the way, also mentally, because mm-hmm. don't even get started with like, right. We haven't really covered that topic in terms of like, sometimes I literally will say, yes, eat a cookie. If you're going to like, you know, feel like you're obviously, again, I think everybody's different and not everyone works the same way, but I have certain clients where they'll like, they'll eventually end up binge eating cookies because they've had this like restrict, restrict, restrict. Mm-hmm. I can't eat like I take that and never whatever and then they'll you know end up eating 10 cookies and then afterwards going back and be like I hate myself I feel mm-hmm. so guilty I'm mm-hmm. terrible I'm a bad person like mm-hmm. wow like stop it like it's mm-hmm. okay like, it's about having an overall healthy lifestyle like mm-hmm. just you know no more of this short-term diet that just are physically impossible to keep up for the whole your whole life like mm-hmm. it isn't I again I think every single person has the right to do whatever they want to do. Um, But what I always try to encourage is find a way of eating healthy that that works for you. Okay. For you to be that you enjoy that you can keep up for the rest of your life. If you think for the rest of your life, you'll never put a cookie in your mouth again. And you actually believe like, great. Okay. Whatever. But like, that's usually not that like, Mm -hmm. just go around, go a route that, 100% you feel you can live the rest of your life this way. And this way you won't feel guilt and upset when you fail because Mm -hmm. it feels bad. It's sad to fail and it's it's upsetting to fail. And imagine you set these boundaries on yourself around like food is such a huge part of our life. We eat multiple meals every single day. And imagine there was just guilt and shame surrounding all the foods, you know, in the world. Like it's, it's like, it's not fair to give yourself mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, those kind of intense, um, uh, unattainable boundaries. So mm-hmm. yeah, a hundred percent with you. Like I like to, again, I always stress to everybody health is the most important thing. If gentle nutri- nutrition and having, you know, a long-term lifestyle, like is, is like, a, like that's the thing that you should be aiming for. That's awesome. Um, I know you have to leave soon. So, um, ah! I know you'll come back you'll come back (laughs) um okay so just tell the listeners where they could find you and I'll put everything in the show notes also 
Sounds good. So um, my name is Esther Taub of Esther Taub Fitness. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I'm pretty sure that covers everything. Okay. And on each of them, I am Esther Taub Fitness, E-S-T-H-E-R-T-A-U-B-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Um, and yeah, obviously, if you're interested in working out with me or, you know, transitioning, you know, having, you know, your mindset kind of get to a healthier place um, and uh, joining basically my online workout program called Lifestyle, uh, you can go to my website, which is estertaub.com com slash lifestyle. Um, and you can get all the details about the program or private message me. Um, it's definitely, it was a beautiful place. We have now hundreds of women just changing wow. their life. It's, it's so special and it's so wonderful to, to see people putting their health first in a safe and beautiful environment. So I'm really, I, I love, I love what I do and, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested, I'm more than happy to, uh, speak to them. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. Of course. Thank you so much for your time. And Gila, you're so amazing. And it was just so nice speaking to you. And I love, again, I love finding other women, you know, who have similar beliefs to me. And it's really just, it's, it's so comforting, like knowing the world is in, a, is in good hands. You know what I mean? It really is. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel the same way. For sure. Anyways, so yeah, thank you so much. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.